Hello, Brian Fazio, Newton County's Public Information Officer, here with you for another Do You Know Newton? Do You Know Newton, of course, is our monthly podcast. Um, if you're watching me, you know where to find me on YouTube, or if you're listening, uh, everywhere that podcasts are available on your Android, uh, iPhones, and other devices. Uh, I want to start off this edition of the podcast uh, with a look back at February before we get to our special interview with one of our wonderful employees here at Newton County. In case you didn't know, you can download Notify Newton's app, which allows residents to communicate directly with staff to submit requests on items such as pothole repairs, tall grass, code violations, and more. Download Notify Newton on Apple App Stores and Google Play today. Be notified of an emergency situation with Code Red Mobile Alert. Newton County is a subscriber to this alert system, providing the alerts to residents for free. Download the Code Red app on Apple App Store and Google Play today. Uh, as everybody knows, love is in the air in February. Uh, every February 14th is Valentine's Day. We celebrate Valentine's Day here in Newton County with a special function performed by our wonderful judges at the Horse J. Johnson Judicial Center. Um, they opened up the courthouse for free weddings. That's right, we married, uh, our judges married 22 wonderful couples here at the Horse J. Johnson Judicial Center on February 14th. It was an all day affair um, perform, with judges performing weddings seemingly nonstop uh, throughout the day. Uh, I wanna thank all the couples and families who came to celebrate the big day. Also a special thanks to all the people who supported um, that wonderful day, including several bakeries throughout the area and others. We had um, a little reception area set up with where the couples could uh, get their pictures taken. They could also, uh, there were some cupcakes and music for them to enjoy. It really was a great day and it wouldn't be possible, of course, without our uh, wonderful judges and staff, uh, in particular, Judge Melanie Bell, uh, Judge Javita McCamey, Judge Candace Branch, Judge Tammy Wells-Thomas, and Judge Destiny Bryant all performed uh, the weddings that day. And it was really a great day with joy uh, going to many of the couples, as well as the staff who got to see, you know, truly wonderful uh, experience by those couples. Another great event in Newton County this February was the first ever HBCU softball invitational tournament held at Turner Lake Complex. Um, we'd like to thank the sponsors of this tournament, the people who put on the tournament. They brought 11 HBCU softball teams um, to the Newton County area. It was great to see all the players not only playing on the field, but see them and their families shopping at our local uh, stores, dining at our local restaurants around town. It was a great weekend. Yeah, here in Newton County. It all kicked off Thursday at the Turner Lake Complex uh, with a kickoff banquet. And then on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, games went all day with a set of games in the morning, a set of games in the evening. All the teams played really well. There's some great softball. Uh, I was fortunate enough to see a couple games myself. Saw some high scoring games, some low scoring games, a few home runs, but most importantly, everyone seemed to be having a good time. Um, the weather got really nice on Sunday. It was nice on Saturday, but a little cold. However, the young ladies uh, persevered through it all and played. There was a winner, of course, 
the Howard University Lady Bison uh, came out on top, the first Watt League Cup champions. So congratulations to them, but congratulations to all the teams, and hopefully uh, we will see you again next year uh, as this tournament seems like it will grow and continue to develop here in Newton County. Again, I just want to shout out the, the tournament organizers um, for bringing this here, and some of the teams, uh, the teams that did play were uh, Alabama State, North Carolina Central, Prairie View A&M University, Grambling State, Jackson State, Alcorn State, Alabama A&M, Howard University, South Carolina State, Maryland Eastern Shore, North Carolina A&T, and Fort Valley State. Again, thank you for a wonderful weekend of softball here in Newton County. March is set to be yet another busy month here in Newton County, and there are a few things that I feel you should know coming up in this March so you can make sure you're plugged into all the things going on here in Newton County. First, we're uh, all set for another year, which means your Newton County employees, in particular your finance department, department heads, and board of commissioners are busy preparing for the fiscal year 2025 budget. Uh, the budget is set to be passed always around May or June, as we are a July through June fiscal year. However, that means that the budget season starts for employees in February. Um, departments have been busy preparing their budgets, and in March, those proposed early preliminary budgets will be presented to both the Newton County Board of Commissioners and you, the public. Uh, we start our budget season with a budget workshops several budget workshops in March. The first one will be March 18th by our department heads. The second one will be March 19th with our constitutional officers. The third one will be March 20th with uh, the appropriations um, that receive funds from Newton County as well as a board of commissioner um, workshop, a chance for them to discuss amongst themselves about what they had just heard. All those workshops, again, will be in front of our Board of Commissioners. We'll be at the Newton County Historic Courthouse. We'll begin at 9 a.m. Uh, if you cannot make it to the Historic Courthouse from March 18th, 19th, and or 20th, of course, we will be streaming those workshops and meetings live on our YouTube channel. Um, that is youtube.com backslash Newton County Government. Uh, and those workshops are a way for the commissioners and the public, like I said, to first hear um, what department heads kind of have in store for their budget. Uh, it's a working budget at this point. Uh, the commissioners will give feedback to our county manager and finance department who will then tweak and work on the budget a little more before the first official proposed budget is presented uh, a little later on in April. Um, so please make sure you stay tuned in that. It's a great way to see what is going on in your government. Uh, also in March, a little more on the fun side, especially for our, our young Newton County residents, our children, on March 23rd at Stone Road Complex, we'll be hosting an Easter egg uh, hunt. Great time for the kids. It's at Stone Road. Our recreation department does a great job setting up Easter eggs and, uh, for various age groups so you don't have to worry about the little ones getting trampled on by the big ones or the big ones getting the eggs snatched out from under them by the little ones. Um, again, that'll be March 23rd at 11 a.m. at the Stone Road Complex. It's a great time. Kids can pick up the Easter eggs. Usually there may be a special guest uh, with big long ears and a little cottontail 
hopping around the place for the children to have their pictures made with. So make sure you check our uh, website, social media, as well as Newton County Parks and Recreation social media and website for more information on that March 23rd at 11 a.m. at Stone Road Complex. And finally, a big event that we have coming up on March 26th. I know our staff here has been working on it uh, for quite some time, along with our county manager staff and our chairman of the Board of Commissioners. March 26th, Tuesday, is the return of Newton County's State of the County Address. Uh, why is this a big deal? Why is this important? Well, it's a way for you to hear from our chairman of the Board of Commissioners, Marcelo Baines, on what we accomplished in 2023, as well as the vision of coming 2024. Uh, you may be familiar with the State of the Union Address, where the President comes you know, and addresses Congress and addresses the nation on what all is going on in this country. The same thing will be happening uh, with the state of the county, except on a local level, things that affect you every day on your commute to work or commute to bike or grab a bike to eat or just, you know, your daily routine. The Chairman Marcelo Baines will be giving that address, like I said, on Tuesday, March 26th, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, great event we have set up. We're going to have a conversation between the chairman and the county manager, Harold Cooper, where they'll discuss kind of how your county operates. Uh, what some of the accomplishments were. Then the chairman will state his vision for the upcoming year. Uh, and we invite everybody to come out and attend, if you can, at Porter Auditorium, uh, where the old Newton High School used to be uh, by the Career Academy. Or, of course, we will have it streamed live online um, on our YouTube channel, where you can watch the State of the County Address either live or go back and watch it um, later on at a time of your choosing. Uh, State of the County Address is set to be a great event. We're looking forward to it. So please join us either live or virtually March 26th. That's a Tuesday at 10 a.m. at Port Auditorium, March 26th at 10 a.m. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. We're back here once again with another special guest, one of our Newton County family members, Miss Angela White Davis. Yes. Ms. Angela is the director of our Board of Elections and Registration here in Newton County, um, and she has a big role to play here, not only every four years, but every day and every four years we're here. It's 2024. Yes. That's a big year for everybody, but a big, big year for your office. Definitely, definitely. And just to give clarity, the reason we say the Board of Elections and Registration, our office does it all. So we conduct the registration for the voters and we also conduct the election. Unlike larger counties, they literally have departments that do it, that they may never see one another. So we're kind of a two in one. We're classified as combined. So you're busy year round, even though the election is in November yes. with the various primaries. You start year round. What was your year like? Let's start January 1. Like what was your task? In January 1, 2024. Right now we are finishing up the redistricting for the house change mm -hmm. numbers so uh, we're almost at the end of that the deadline is february the 9th which we will meet the deadline ahead of schedule um going back through reviewing voter registration applications because that's something we do all year round a voter never stops registering whether it is updating their name updating their address um and in some cases their license has number has to be changed. So we're constantly doing 
the voter registration. So with the election, which is March the 12th, which is the presidential preference primary, we literally started planning about six months ahead of time because there are so many things that have to be done, um, not only for prepping the ballot, but also prepping the staff. And when I say staff, our staff and poll workers. Yeah, and our office staff, how many people are in our office staff in Newton County employees? Right now in my office, I have a total of six people. Six people. So, and everybody has a different task. Um, we're still working as a group. Daily, we are processing at least 100 voter registration application request update. And a lot of that information comes from driver services because we are basically tied in with them. So when a driver goes to update their license, their information is sent to us overnight um, through the application, the software that we use for the state, or they're walking in hmm. to update. So this morning, right now, they're processing voter registration applications. Once they get that finished, then we go on to the next task. And then once the election comes, your office swells a little bit. I mean, it's not just six people. Yes, when the election polls. comes in, at that point, we actually develop an absentee team. And right now, the clerk that kind of leads that team, she's in the office mm -hmm. now. She does not work 12 months out of the year. She's listed as a contract seasonal employee um, where she's prepping the voter registration applications that voters are sending in for to request a ballot to be mailed to okay. them. Because with the last um, change in the law, a voter can request an absentee ballot via the application 78 days before an election. So okay. that day was December 25th that they oh. could start applying. Okay, so they can start applying for absentee. When's the last the day? The last day is March the 1st. March the 1st, which is yes. today's February. Well, we're yes, recording this on February 1st, mm -hmm. so less than 30 days. Of less my than time 30 days. Yeah. So if you have not asked for a ballot to be mailed to you, your deadline is March the 1st to make that request. Now, the ballots are ready now. We have received mm -hmm. them. Statewide rule is ballots cannot be mailed out until a designated day, which is February the 12th. And that's right. when we will drop them in the mail. For the presidential? For the presidential preference primary. Okay. Yes. Um, how did you, how did you, Angela, get into, get involved in this? Because I know you love what you do, because being in that office is a lot. You have a few <laughs> stresses a from time to time. From time to time. But, but we you are one of our most happiest all the time employees. Thank unless you. you don't do something that you need right away. <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> so we learn. You, we learn. How long have you been I, in county? I act, my background is uh, retail. So I have a BS in management and a minor in uh, computer science. But I started in 1999 as a poll worker. Okay. A friend of mine told me about it. I got married in 92. I moved here 92. And then 99 I started. And I was a poll worker. So I moved up to assistant manager with poll workers. So I continued to work that. And then when I decided just to pretty much change careers, because I've been in retail and corporate for over 20 plus years, 2013, the Board of Elections had an opening for a full-time position. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna take a break from everything else. Let's do this. I never worked in, worked in Covington. I always worked in Atlanta. So I did that for a couple of years, and then in 2015, the 
director that was there retired and the current assistant director moved up. So at that point I had the opportunity and I was appointed as the assistant director. So 2015 I became the assistant director and then 2020 at the end in November the director decided she was going to change careers so at that point the board appointed me as director and I say my new birth date job is December the 4th and believe me I love the past director with all my heart and I always joke with her and tell her that was the day we got divorced because oh. <laughs> she left me but it's all good she's been very supportive of me and I truly 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 appreciate it yeah yeah we the past director still works with us and we still appreciate what she does now you mentioned um the board of the board of elections yes. appointed you Explain even for me how, what is the Board of Elections and what's their role in all this? Uh, we are a three-member board, uh, board members. Um, you have your chairman and you have a representative from each party. They are the ones that kind of deal with the public for me. Um, they're the ones we meet monthly. We discuss the issues or concerns that go on within the office. Some things they have to vote on, whether I can do or mm -hmm. not do. Um, the latest thing that they had to approve was we have a polling location change. So it's not like I can just go out and just move the, the polling building. Precincts stay the same. We still have 19 precincts, nothing changed. It's just one of our locations, and we always use churches, they're going under renovation. Oh, okay. So for 2024 election cycle, they won't be accessible to us. So we're going to move Rocky Plains. A uh, polling location, the precinct still stays the same, from Higher Praise, Higher Tabernacle Baptist Church, we're going to move it to Harvest Church, okay. which is literally less than a mile right around the corner. Um, the address is 2075 Highway 212. So starting March the 12th, which will be their first election, um, they will hold, they will be our polling location okay. for 2024. We'll they used to be, yeah, they used to be one of our polling locations. Okay. So you will see a sign in front of um, Higher Praise Tabernacle in the next 10 days, if not before, because okay. I have to post a sign. And we'll have precincts and polling locations on the website and all that yes, as well. Yes, they are currently listed on the really, website now. You're really good about putting signs everywhere. Thank you, I do. I buy <laughs> a lot of signs. And the Board of um, Elections, real quick, just to kind of clarify for everybody. Mm -hmm. When they do make those decisions, it's all in public open meetings. Yes. When do they meet if people they want to start They meet on the following. second month, first or second Monday um, of the month, and I always post that on the website, mm -hmm. at 4 p.m., and they meet in our back office. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, our website, I mean, you are one of the few departments, thank you, who handles their, <laughs> their webpage, um, and you put up all the information. I know there's precinct locations, polling locations, uh, information if you're a voter, information if you're a candidate, all that stuff. Yes. If you go to um, ncboc.com and then under departments and elections. Also, I think you're a button. You're so popular. I think I have a button right on the homepage. Yes. So people don't have to go through all that. They just go to elections. Um, yes. Great. Um, we, like I said, the information's on there. Mm -hmm. Some of the information you'd like to share today, I know there's some dates you probably want to share. and. Yes, and I'm going to rumble pages so I don't get my dates mixed up. Currently, we are doing the presidential preference primary election March the 12th. Advanced voting starts February the 19th through March the 8th. We will have three sites. One of them will be the Turner Lake Recreation Center, where we'll be voting in the banquet room. 
Um, the second site is going to be um, Prospect Church at Oak Hill, mm -hmm. which is off of um, Highway 212. They will be open February the 19th through March the 8th. And then now we're going to have Life Point Church of Nazarene. And I do give kudos and thank you to the pastor and the congregation of that location because they did open their doors up for that, us. Say so that's a new one for it's, us? It's going to be okay. a new one for okay. us, and they're off of Jackson Highway. So they're right off of the square. So the goal was, because we get a lot of traffic okay. at Turner Lake Recreation Center, a lot of traffic during advanced voting, is to kind of relieve some of that pressure okay. from them so that it's not. I'm not going to say it's not going to be a long wait, but... You will have two locations close by. Advanced voting goes on for 17 days. The state requires us to do two Saturdays. Um, and the, Saturday, the first Saturday will be February the 25th. And the second Saturday will be March the... I have to check the date because I just called it out. And this is for the presidential preference. This is for the so presidential only, preference. Only primary. the presidential. You're not going to find... Tax assessor you and all those. You will not the, find your local offices that are running uh, on this ballot. This is strictly presidential preference primary, and during all primary elections, the voter has to vote under a party. So you either have a Democratic ballot or a Republican ballot. There will not be a nonpartisan. Okay. Only. Uh, and I know in Florida, when I first registered to vote years and years ago. I had to pick whichever party was on my voter card. Mm -hmm. Georgia, you don't have to do Georgia, that. Can... Georgia does not require a voter to register under a party. So if you choose to vote under party A um, during the May election, which mm -hmm. is a primary election also, if you chose to vote under party A under the presidential preference primary and in May we still have a primary and you chose party A, if you chose party A, you have to stay with party A for May. Okay. Okay, because it's basically 2024 election cycle. The only way to change that party, you would have to complete another absentee ballot application if we're mailing it okay. out to you. But if I registered for party A in 98, I can vote for party B, C, mm -hmm. whatever so you don't I want. Register as a party. So mm -hmm. if I voted under party A in the PPP, mm -hmm. and when I get to the May, I want to vote under Party B, and I'm walking in person, vote under Party B, because that's the voter's choice. But the state of Georgia does not require that um, you register. I'm trying to get that last state of advanced voting. But um, just know you got to vote under a, a party. And mm -hmm. a lot of times with voters, um, it's a little confusing to them why do they have to vote under a party. And when they're checking in, they will choose themselves. It's not like the poll worker is going to say, which party do you want to vote on? No, the voter has the option of marking that option in private. Yeah, I know some of the questions I've received is how come everybody wasn't on my ballot? Well, you only get the people, the party that you choose. Mm -hmm. in, in That's the, the only ones primary. you're going to mm -hmm. see. So going back to advanced voting dates, and I'm sorry, and I should have remembered that. But it's February the 19th through March the 8th. We vote for 17 days. The two locations that will not be open on Saturday. You vote for Sunday. 17 days. Mm -hmm. That's the events voting window. You can only vote once. You can only vote <laughs> once. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You may vote one time during advanced voting. And if Most you vote during know that, but you... <laughs> when you vote during advanced voting, you do not go to your precinct on March the 12th to vote again. You get one time <laughs> to do it, okay? One time. But the location that will be open on the Saturday, 
and Sunday will be turned away. And Sunday, there's a Sunday. There will be a Sunday, uh-huh. and Sunday will be March the 7th. But only a turn away. But only a turn away. No, the Sunday is February the 24th. Okay. The first Saturday is February the 24th, 9 to 5. The second Saturday of voting is March the 2nd from 9 to 5. Then there will be a Sunday voting, which is February the 24th from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. During the Monday through Friday time period, it's 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Okay. And all of that information is on the website. Yeah, and we'll reiterate that as well as we get closer. So continue to check our um, website and other sources, social media, um, for this information. Yes. All right. So you're, you're gearing up. I'm, I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up. Now, if, if they go to the um, right now for... The May election, which is the general primary for local offices, those candidates that are interested in running for local offices within Newton County, statewide, you qualify March the 4th through March the 8th, and you would qualify with your designated party that you are choosing to run under. So just know that. Okay, so if you want to run for Commissioner X, you'll go to your local party, whichever party you happen to want to register with mm -hmm. and they'll go and register that March 4th through 8th? March the 4th through the 8th. March it's the 4th. first week in March and um, if you have that interest and you go to candidate qualification on our website, mm -hmm. there's a link to click where we'll tell you the address and all the information that you need. Now this is a lot of information, a lot of guidelines, a lot of so on. Who said, you don't, Angela's not sitting in her office saying, I want to do this, that, and the other thing. No. Who, my, where do you get your... My job? direction comes from the Secretary of State's office, okay. the Elections Division. Um, they print out a, right now it's the 2024 calendar, which basically has the dates broken down of the task mm -hmm. that each election office is supposed to go by and due dates okay. that are required. Okay. Because elections now, for good reason, are under a lot of scrutiny. We want to make sure we get it right. Yes. Um, and those guidelines and rules come from the Secretary of State office and all that. Okay. And we have to abide by them, yes. Yeah, and you do a great job. I don't believe, as long as I've been here, never had any issues. Um, and I appreciate that. Thank you. I, <laughs> because, I too. Baby issues yeah. are okay. Major mm -hmm. issues, no, I don't have. Yeah. Well, thank you and your team. Um, You're welcome. I, I thought it was more than six people every time up there. It seems like... You seem like you're welcome. Well, yeah, because one person's doing you know, multiple a, things. So. We, we have about 300 voting units that we have okay. access to now, and I do have, and I call them my custodial team. Sometimes you may see them when they're uh, helping us lift those 50-pound um, units and when we're having to test them. So you may see that traffic sometimes, but that's usually when we're prepping. Yeah, and like I said, your people are working the front desk. I turn around, and they're working other than it, so they're... They're hard at work, and we appreciate all you do. And, and I appreciate my staff because every day is different, and they are flexible. The, um, they're answering the phones. They're filing. They're doing whatever needs to be done, and no job is above anybody's And even my experience with poll workers, um, when I go and I go to the library, mm -hmm. Alcove Precinct, they're all friendly and nice and um, kind of a good way to see your neighbors. And we just completed uh, the beginning portion of our, our poll workers for okay. this election also, and we were able to bring in, it's about 25 or 30 brand new people who had never been poll oh, workers. Really? 
Because a lot of times people don't understand it's a 16 plus hour day mm -hmm. and you have to go be at the precinct at 530 in the morning and you're basically sequestered. You don't leave. But For up to 16 hours. Yeah. And I'm sure the pay is... The pay is you're doing a you're lot of community services, <laughs> <laughs> but we do compensate. So yeah, it's not yeah. volunteer. Some people think. And it's is that volunteer. period closed where people can apply for a polar? They can always apply for the March PPP. We're pretty much finalizing okay. that team because I've got to get them trained. Yeah. Um, but we're always taking applications because we still have the May election. We'll have the June runoff if there's one. We'll have the November election. And then sometimes you lose poll workers uh, because they decide that may not be the community yeah. service opportunity that they would like to continue to have. 16-hour community service. <laughs> um, one more question I had. Um, mm -hmm. But do you know off the top of your head, I'm putting you on the spot, how many registered voters there are? In right now, as of yesterday, when I ran the report, we've got about 90,000. Um, around 80,000, well, 79 and some change of those are active voters. Um, the remaining balance is inactive. Inactive does not mean that they're canceled. Inactive means that Angela Davis registered and a precinct card was sent to her and for some reason it got returned undeliverable back to the office. So at that point, I have to enter it into the system that I got returned mail. Mm -hmm. And other options as a confirmation notice is sent out to Angela to see if we can't communicate. And it wasn't, the return mail wasn't because the post office didn't deliver it or because they actually moved. Okay. So when we make that second attempt to contact the voter and they don't respond back in the 30 or 40 days with updating their information with us, the system will switch it to inactive. But if Angela goes to vote on March the 12th mm -hmm. and her record and my office says inactive, I can walk right in the door and vote. It is not stopping you from okay. voting. It's that I need to have updated information. Okay, on. but you're still registered. You're still registered. And if you're yeah. not sure if they're registered, should they come visit your office? I mean, they can call the office or they can visit the uh, My Voter page. Just Google My Georgia Voter page and log in and you'll see your precinct card. You'll see your information if you are active or inactive. Now, if you're canceled, for whatever reason, um, you won't see your name. Okay. Then at that point, call the office and we can discuss it. Okay. And I know you have to go, but one other thing, election night. I want to know who's doing what. I remember back to a decade or two ago, we used to have to sit in your office to wait for all the results to come in. Mm -hmm. But now I can do it online. If I'm sitting at home, I want to know what the commission race is, the president race. What's the best way for me to keep up? The best alive? way on election night is to log into the Secretary of State's website, and there is a an election hub, H-U-B, tab that you can click on, because as we're uploading the information, as the precincts come in, that information is being uh, sent to the state. Yeah. So they're constantly updating. And to go back to that election night, so because we have 19 precincts, sometimes we have precinct it takes a minute for them to drive in <laughs> they have to bring us that memory card so we can upload but before they leave that precinct they have to secure all of my voting equipment so even though the election is over at seven o'clock there's paperwork that has to be done equipment has to be packed up so you're adding another hour on with that yeah and then at that point when they come in we're reporting but we're reporting it as quick as it walks in that door yeah and it, it takes time i don't I used to work for newspapers, so we'd sit at newspaper offices 
oh, what was it, the Hanging Chad election in Florida. Oh, yes. That went to forever. We were there all yeah. night. Um, and then here, you know, waiting in your office. But they have to secure the ballots at the precinct. Yes. So 7 o'clock comes. It ends. Secure the ballots. Drive it here. And we have precincts, you know, that aren't just down the street. We have, not down we, the street. We're a big county. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time they get here. And then they have to be checked in and all that. So it does take some time. And you and the poll workers, I know, are working diligently. Because um, I've seen it. And anybody can come. Right, I think and anybody can come to the, mm-hmm. the, the back office is small, so you may be out in a hallway, but the best way to watch it, especially when it's a major election, mm-hmm. go out to the Secretary of State's yeah. website. You're seeing everything we're uploading. So Yeah, not social media, so Secretary not of State's social, website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I know you're in a hurry. Um, I thank you for taking the time thank here. Thank you for having me. You're I about to get more busy, Sorry, so we appreciate it. You're good because I know all the dates are important, um, and there are many dates, and we'll have them again on our website as well. Okay. Um, but thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your patience. All right. all right. Thank you so much for joining me for another Do You Know Newton. I'm glad uh, we could share with you some of the wonderful things we've done here in February, and I want to give a special thank you to Angela White Davis, our director of board of elections and registration she's been very busy ensuring that the presidential preference primary has gone off smoothly and indeed it has uh, already in the first couple of days we've had hundreds of people come through and cast their ballots so thank you uh, angela for joining us and providing the information um, that information can still be found of course on our website ncboc.com. It can also be found on our social media pages. As you may know, if not, I hope you learn here that we have presence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, many places for you to find information on all that is going on in Newton County, along with this show here, Do You Know Newton? So be sure to subscribe to our pages, to like our pages, and continue to follow us, and we will continue to provide you information so you indeed do know Newton. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you next time.